Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Cracking Nights show, the only podcast on the planet dedicated to the two youngest teams in the NHL. That, of course, is the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken. If this is your first episode listening to us, then welcome to the show. Uh, we're also now on video, so you can see our lovely faces. So you get to see, you get to hear the delightful voices of myself and my co-host JP with me as always, of course. Um, but now you get to see the both of us in the flesh. So if that is, look, if we haven't put off listeners before JP, or now, or now we have. So <laughs> <laughs> right, they get to look at our mugs. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Video Land, buddy. It's like we've added a new dimension to the show. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and I love the fact that you are rocking the uh, the Vegas r- reverse retro. It somehow jersey yeah. is just it's such a beautiful jersey man like it it looks i love amazing. it it's 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 one of my favorites man just picked this up the other day so uh they've actually been really hard to get they were so popular you, uh, you couldn't find them anywhere so i'm kind of catching them on the end of the uh end of the wave here because um last night actually that was it for the rivers retros mm. that was the last game for the golden knights so they're officially retired so uh, I, i'm a little late to the party but uh, i'll wear this off and on for years i love this thing so and anybody who's who's watching this on youtube it's you have you haven't had to spend long to work out which one of us follows seattle and which one of us follows the vegas golden knights <laughs> i love that <laughs> jp decided that he would go with a very subtle background a little bit of anonymity yeah. and stuff which team is he following do you support both so totally neutral <laughs> no bias on my end at all yeah yeah, you'd never know which team is my favorite. There so. <laughs> so there is one thing from last week. Obviously, we're not joined by Owen this week. Uh, we hope to have Owen back on the show, by the way, and absolutely bloody loved interviewing him um, on our last episode. Yeah. So if you haven't, it's not on video, I'm afraid. Cool it's a podcast only. But if, if you haven't listened to it, definitely do, especially if you're a Vegas fan, because it's just so great to hear the insights of the, the locker room, what some of the guys are like. I mean, I, to be honest, I could have asked Owen a billion questions around that but i thought there's going to be a point where i'm going to ask him something he's going to be like, i'm not i'm not telling you that so i thought better, right better not. he's like i can't um, answer that yeah. exactly but it just <laughs> you know and as a sad fanboy, there is this kind of like just because he gets to be around the team you kind of like oh that's so cool um but anyway just that but there was one thing with last week's episode yeah. uh, which the the um the acute eared listeners will have picked up in terms of microphones so this jp is for you Shame. Shame. <laughs> yeah, man, Shame. I belong in the I belong in the penalty box for that one. <laughs> so it took me a while to find that clip, by the way. So but I thought it was well worth well worth using. So but I can hear you loud and clear this time, man. It's coming through great. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, for listeners who don't know, last week I um had my computer set up wrong and recorded <laughs> the whole episode through the little built-in mic on my computer as opposed to the very nice studio mic that I usually use. Not the end of the world, but I feel silly because I didn't actually realize it until I heard the episode released <laughs> and uh, realized what I had done. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's a facepalm moment. So anyway, you could still hear me, but uh, not up to our usual exactly. standards. It's a deserved uh, bell of shame for that one, yeah, my friend. Yeah, I definitely get, uh, I deserve five in the box for that, so. <laughs> yeah. All, all good this week, all though. All good, all good, <laughs> loud, loud and clear. And we've got lots of stuff to talk about, um, and we have got uh, some little news to go through. Um, I've got two bits now. There, the reason that we're, I'm not going to click the news jingle, and there is a reason for that, because so one of the news bits we want to talk about, um, it is important that we get our points across right, but also important that people understand what our points are and what they are not. Uh, and that is why we're not going to play the little news jingle like we normally do. Um, all right, and now one bit of news which we'll, we'll do first before we get into the bigger bit is the fact that, and it literally has been announced today, so we're recording this on the 22nd of January, uh, which is a Sunday, of course. And that is the fact that the NHL has literally just tweeted out um, a couple of hours ago, to be honest, uh, about Rick Tockett, or Tochit, whatever way you want to pronounce it, as the new head coach of the Vancouver Canucks, um, which is, well, not really a surprise because a lot of people saw it coming. Um, I also believe there was some footage of him shaking hands with the team before they sacked Bruce Boudreau. Could I, well, am I right with that? Or is it just timings in terms of when they released? I don't know. But um, I, I kind of yeah, heard that this knows? guy was being put in place. I'm not shocked. Yeah, it's um, it's weird the way that whole thing went down. Really strange, very, very strange for um, Boudreau to know about it in advance mm-hmm. and 
keep coaching games and it's just really not sure. I don't know. I don't know the inside info. It just doesn't seem like the best way to handle that situation. Like, no, I don't know. You're kind of prolonging the guy's misery. I mean, it just seems like it would have made more sense to let Boudreaux go or, you know, when the information broke and, and then let one of the assistant coaches just take over his interim for two or three games. And yeah, I don't know. It's just really strange the way that whole thing went down and the way everybody knew about it before. It's really unusual, right? Yeah. And I really like Bruce Boudreaux as well. So I, I kind of yeah. I dis- dislike it from that side. Obviously, I'm not a Vancouver Canucks fan, Seattle Kraken supporter. Um, obviously, need to work on my background. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the uh, but like I don't. So you could argue that I would like to see the team, the Vancouver Canucks, do poorly, which I probably would. Um, but I, you know, when it comes to Boudreaux, I just generally think he's a really nice guy, and I kind of feel like that was a bit of a khaki way to to finish his tenure. But because he, he did when he first came in last season, he did really, really well. He really turned their season around. It's been unfortunate it hasn't carried on. But like most of these things, like we yeah. were talking about Logan Thompson last week. And this whole, you can't pull everybody else, so you have to pull the goalies to send a message. It's a bit like that when they change the head coach. Sometimes it's not the head coach's fault. Sometimes it's the player's fault. Um, but you can't change right. a roster of you know, 25, so you have to uh, get rid of the, the big man first. So, um, Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's an unfortunate nature of the, of the business. Uh, you know, I understand if it felt like they needed to move on. You know, that part, I guess I can wrap my head around, but... Um, but yeah, you got to consider people when you when you do this kind of stuff, and it just seems like I'm not sure why they stuffed that up so bad. It's no. just a really weird way yes. for it to go down. But uh, and I do feel for him. It's kind of strange to sort of know in advance you're going to get let go, and then still have to come to work. Like it's just a it's a strange place, uh, you know, rough place to put the guy in. Exactly. But, um, I imagine you know who knows he's getting older, but if he wants another coaching job, he may be able to find one, or he'll be an analyst. Like he'll still be involved in the game, I'm sure. So. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And we we all know the carousel of head coaches never stops. So yeah, you know yeah, exactly. So there'll be a vacancy. That may, that may not be it for him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now the the second news thing um, is all around Ivan Provorov. Now you would have to have been asleep for the last couple of weeks or the last couple of days. It feels like weeks, but it's probably been days to to not see everything that's gone on with that. Not obviously the initial. Um, you know, the day that it happened, so to speak, and then the kind of chaos that's ensued following it. Um, and, and I know that a lot of podcasts, cause I've listened to, to many over the last, the last week and many today, to be honest, in preparation for today, um, have kind of danced around the issue or they have kind of reverted to the message in terms of it being a very corporate message from the NHL, which is understandable. Now we're not affiliated with the NHL, which means we have some liberties that they don't. So we can kind of say what we think. Um, but what this isn't about, just to be clear from the, from the get-go, this isn't about what we're about to say. It isn't about Pride Night. It isn't about anything to do with that. It isn't about inclusivity as you know, as a goal, as an objective. Nothing to do with that. The, the bit that I, that I think needs to be discussed is the way in which Ivan Provorov, the backlash that he's had for the statement that he made. And just to be clear on the statement that Ivan Provorov made, what he said was, and I've got it written in front of me so I don't get it wrong, I respect everybody and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Which is what he said before not going to practice with the Flyers because he didn't want to wear the Pride jersey. Now, whether you agree with his decision or not, that's up to you. I personally don't, but then I'm not a religious person, so it's easy for me to say that. But as somebody who is uh, is an atheist, and I don't mind saying that on this podcast because I don't, it's got you know, it's my it's my choice, like somebody else's choice is to be whatever they want to be. That's absolutely fine. I think if you're going to be truly, truly accepting, you know, if you want to see the word inclusive, fine. Um, but if you're going to be truly a, like a liberal society, then we have to accept everybody's opinion. Even if you don't agree with it, you have to accept it. And that's what I don't like about the backlash from Ivan Provov. It isn't the whether or not I agree that he did the right thing or didn't do the right thing. It's not my choice. It's his choice. Like, would I wear the jersey if I was a player? Well, yeah, I probably would. But then that's my choice as a player. His choice was to not do it. But the fact that he's had a ton of stuff thrown at him, you know, pretty hateful stuff. But then what's happened is you've then had this kind of two ends 
of a of a crazy spectrum in terms of people's opinions are now at war with each other around something that is very much a kind of storm in a teacup in terms of one player deciding not to do it, which is their right to do, by the way, I wanted, which is my point here. It's his right to not do it. The second you create conformity around this sort of stuff, the message is lost. If you tell somebody they have to nod every time you finish a sentence, they're not agreeing with you. They're just doing what they're told. You know what I mean? If people, it has to be people's choice with this. And and I'll let you speak in a second, JP. But I just, that's the real disappointing thing for me. I think the NHL could have just quashed all of this. If they'd have just said, look, we don't agree with him, but it's his right to do what he wants. And end of story for me. That's like the end of it. Okay, probably wouldn't have been the end of it online. We know that, except for our listeners, of course, who are all lovely, lovely people. Um, but we know, and all of almost our listeners are on Twitter. Like they know the the kind of, monstrosity that is you don't have to go too far on twitter to find or any social media platform for that matter i just felt like the message got totally lost the second that it all became about the fact that he was just wrong to do it and what a horrible person he was for doing that and nhl now i'm not going to i can't pronounce the guy's name who did it but one of the guys on nhl now made a statement which i'm not going to read out because it's too bloody long okay but for him to say you know, you can go back to Russia, which is just, I'm paraphrasing. That's essentially what he said, um, if that's your opinion. Yeah. You just feel like saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody's entitled to think what they want to think. You don't have to agree with them. It doesn't mean they're right or wrong. It's, an, it's, a, it's a personal opinion. The second that you tell people they can't have a personal opinion, that isn't a society I want to be part of. No, definitely not. And, and you know, I, I should lead by saying I believe, I strongly believe that Every human being, regardless of gender, ethnicity, um, status, every human being has the right and deserves the right to to live a life where they can pursue happiness and, and have the same opportunities and live a life with dignity and safety and be included in, in the same thing as every other human. So, uh, you know, I want to lead by saying that. Yep. Um, but that includes Provorov. <laughs> and... and, and you know, it, like you said, even if I don't agree with him, uh, the, the hateful backlash that he's gotten for something, you know, and what he did was that was an appropriate way, in my opinion, to express his beliefs. Like you said, he didn't really speak on the matter. He said, I'm opting out. And, you know, I'm, he, he cited his religion as the reason and he left it at that. And yeah, like you said, even if you don't agree with him and, and I, you know, I wouldn't have done that. I probably don't agree with his personal stance on it. But yeah, the, the hateful attitudes towards him and the way society justifies that kind of treatment of people on certain issues yep. is, I think it's taken it too far the other way. And I agree with you. We, we've seen how this goes. And you don't want to live in a society where people are guilty of thought crime, where, where we punish people and shame people and people lose their careers and things like that over what they think like yeah. that's that's not the world you want to live in now are there you know can there be public consequences for the things you say yes but i thought provorov dealt with it in a way that was appropriate for his right for his belief for his perspective he didn't make a big thing out of it he didn't promote hate uh he didn't say anything about it uh, you know that that it shouldn't be inclusive i mean honestly and really by reacting to it the way that people have they're actually giving the problem more fuel yes you know it would it would have been better to just be like, okay, Provorov's not into it. Obviously, the NHL still has a very strong stance on it. They still wore the jerseys. They they made their statement clear. Provorov sitting out has zero effect on it has zero effect on these movements, these ways of thinking, on inclusivity, unless you give it power. And so I think people think they're doing the right thing by by spewing hate at a guy like that. And you're not. No. You're really not. You're not helping anybody. You're just promoting bad attitudes and you're giving it more attention than it needs. 100%. Like it should have just been a blurb at best and everybody should have moved on. Like I, and this is coming from a guy, I don't, ag I don't agree with Provorov's, I don't agree with his point of view, but. But he's entitled goodness, to it. Like what are we doing? Yeah, he's entitled, he's entitled to it. What are we doing here? Yeah, and we and you were talking before we went on air and, you know, I've got friends that are. Well, from all different religions, you know, I've got some friends that are Muslims, I've got some friends that are Christians, and I said, I'm not, and I'm sat here as an atheist, but that's fine, because like right. they don't, 
tell like we don't like it doesn't matter they're, they're entitled to their opinion their beliefs their thoughts and, and i'm entitled to mine and mm. i think that's that's what it is it, it's I think what it's been made out to be, like you said, has made the problem worse. I mean, the fact that we're talking about it shows how blown out of proportion it's been. I mean, this happened a couple of, a good few days ago now. Okay. And, yeah, and everybody's still talking about it. And we're still it. talking yeah. about it. And the problem is it's like a snowball now. So it's gaining and it's becoming yeah. like, like I said, it's kind of almost like us feed them. And you're like, whoa, whoa, like this is now getting silly because now right. the real message behind everything that the NHL is trying to do has been completely lost. You know, the whole point right. is that as, you know, it was started off with the, the kind of, you know, hockey is for everyone. Like that's what this message is supposed mm-hmm. to be. But that means it's for everyone. Everyone. Like people that agree yeah, with you. Exactly. People it, that don't agree with you. Exactly. People that believe exactly. religion A or religion B or religion C or think the world's mm-hmm. flat or think the world's round or think whatever. Everyone. Right, right. And and it's 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 so hypocritical to say we support diversity and inclusivity, except Provorov. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. Like, I just... That's absurd. That's not inclusivity. Now, I understand we shouldn't support, we shouldn't support hate, we shouldn't support violence, we shouldn't support discrimination. But I think to say that what Provorov did represents any of those things it's, is, it's is taking I it way too far. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's taking it way, way too far. And, and actually, you know, it's interesting. We're not outliers on this. I actually saw the, the response on on Twitter and the public response on this. There are a lot of people that feel that way, that feel like it was a step too far. Yep. Um, so I do, I do think society is maybe shifting, is shifting back the other direction a little bit in terms of understanding that that inclusivity means ex- accepting all viewpoints, or at least accepting people's rights to express their viewpoints. Right, like, that is it. Like it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, and I know when you're talking about law and so I'm not talking about changing the laws, you know, to support hateful attitudes and those sorts of things. I'm just saying people have the right to have their own opinion, like you said, and okay. and, and there's nothing wrong with expressing them. And it just worries me sometimes. It, it's, we're taking this stuff a little too far, folks, I think, you know, and this is from a guy who doesn't agree with Provorov's opinion on this. I don't, but I, you know, I think we as a society need to protect people like him too. Like, you know, it's not okay for, for everybody to, I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much. You know, I think I can say it over and over, but it's, it's, yeah, it's too far. Just how venomous people got with him and they felt justified in doing it. Like it's just, yeah. I know it was, there's a lack of perspective exactly. here, you know? And like everything on social media, this it, it, it is as a minority of people. This is not, you know, this is yeah. like you said, I, I, I always kind of, some things when they kick off on Twitter, I always see and actually I was listening to something recently that said that social media is is, is almost like a non-reality so it's not a true reflection yeah. of, of society and I think that's probably right mm-hmm. it has some of our best yeah. bits but it has some of our worst bits and those worst bits get amplified to a point where it looks like everybody feels this way or most people feel right. this way in reality most people don't even use Twitter or or the social media <laughs> platforms that may exist before people think yeah. we're on for some sort yeah. of like Elon Musk backhander here but um Right. It's a microcosm and everything's amplified. Um, yeah. And um, and as we said, look, we don't agree with him, but what we do agree with is people's right to an opinion. And I think that's, we. if we lose that, that's, that's really dangerous, man. It's really dangerous. That's, yeah, it's not the kind of, it's not the kind of world you want to live in. We've seen how that goes. History has shown us how that goes. Never ends and, well. Uh, that's not the kind of world, trust me, not the kind of world you want mm. to live in where people get punished mm. and criminalized for their, for their thoughts, thoughts. or their or their good. religion and let's yeah. be honest that's exactly we've seen that before yeah. in history so moving on to some lighter notes we've got some good stuff to talk about some hockey related things to talk about oh, wow yeah hockey on a hockey what podcast a, what a few couple of weeks in hockey yeah man wow. Now, you see, we moved to doing this fortnightly, um, and it's not just purely because uh, with, uh, with, a, with a relative, I still say newborn, but a relatively newborn child at home, uh, my, my, uh, my, my headspaces can only fit so much, uh, but also because we wanted time <laughs> for things like what's happened this week, right? So both teams, so I'm looking at the schedules right here, JP, um, both teams, both Seattle and Vegas, have had the most, most bizarre of fortnights 
where it's gone like one swing and then swung the other way and swung <laughs> right? back again. So like last time when we Big left drama. Exactly. When we left the Seattle crack and they were on a I don't know, four or five game winning streak. And got stretched out to I think eight um before it got snapped by bloody Tampa Bay again. Jesus. I mean I, I could say it's a bogey team, but like there's probably thirty one <laughs> other to Tampa. Yeah, thirty one <laughs> other teams that are like, yeah, they're, they're just because they're Tampa. Um but we lost four one to Tampa, um, lost to Edmonton. That one hurt. That one definitely hurt. Uh, and then we we beat New Jersey in overtime. Martin Jones again, by the way, just to, just to say. I mean, we were talking about him before. He kind of went off the boil a little bit. Then there was the Kings game where it was just this crazy, crazy score. Um, but he's, you know, he's, he again, he's, he's playing some kind of solid hockey for what I would expect from him. And then we lost in a shootout mm. to Colorado. And then flick that to Vegas. And... You kind of like win, 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 then a loss. So you beat, uh, so if we go back far enough, you beat Nashville, Colorado, Pittsburgh, three game win streak, thinking, well, here we go, we're rocking. Then there was a 5 1 loss to the Los Angeles. We were talking about that last time. Bounce back win against Florida with Hill and Goal, 4 2 win, nice. Then three losses. And again, Edmonton, who are, who are hot right now, I hate saying that, but they are. Uh, Dallas, um, another Western Conference matchup that didn't end well for the Knights. And then lost to Detroit, which is a stinker in terms of who it's against because I think it's a beatable team. Um, and then uh, and then a nice win, uh, well, yeah, last night against uh, against the Washington Capitals, 6-2. So it's been up and down for both teams. And what that means in terms of the Pacific, mm-hmm. and let me go out of the standings here so we can see in the good old Western, the Wild West that we are in. So as a Pacific right now, and just a reminder, this is the 22nd of January when I'm, when I'm saying these numbers, but Golden Knights are currently sat 47 games played, 60 points on top. Um, noisy Neighbours, uh, which is the uh, Seattle Kraken. Um, and uh, I know we're not actually next door to each other, but eh, sod it. We're both new. Um, the games played is 46 uh, points 59. Um, so the, the mathematicians among us have just gone, oh, so it's the Seattle Kraken have a better point percentage than the uh, mm-hmm. point per game, sorry, than the Golden Knights, um, probably. And uh, not that that means much. And the Oilers, who are very, very, very quickly catching us up, have played more games than both of us, but are now on 57 points. The Kings are on 56. <laughs> Wowzers. And uh, the Flames are are kind of the outliers, but they're on 53. So you've got now five teams in the Pacific Division within a stone's throw of each other. I mean, to say it's tight oh, is an yeah. understatement. Oh, man. The, the Pacific Division, the race for the Pacific is going to be, I think it's going to be tight all the way mm-hmm. until the last game. Uh, like, I, 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 I posted this on Twitter I said, uh, there's going to be a lot of leapfrogging coming up. And last night I posted, let the leapfrogging begin. Cause it's going to be, <laughs> it's just going to be teams hopping each other. Mm-hmm. And really at this point you have four, arguably five teams who all could take the division. I mean, right. Really like the division is up for grabs and, and it, it's nuts, man. I've, you don't see that that often. You know, sometimes you'll see two or three teams that are all kind of stabbing, but there's five teams that are all kind of neck and neck. Calgary is going to have to work a little harder, right, to catch up, but it's not it's not impossible, right? It's doable. It's so doable. it's, I mean, wow. It, it's, it's makes me nervous as a Vegas fan. I'm sure it makes you nervous as a Seattle fan that, you know, you, you if you go on a little losing streak, you could be out of the playoff picture. Any team could be right now. I agree. So it's going to be... Um, but it's going to be very exciting to watch, right? Like Seattle was in first for all of one night and now they're in second again <laughs> and they could be in first again. Like it's it's going to be like this every day, yeah. you know? Um, I, and if you just said to me at the beginning of the season that we would have been in first like in January, oh. so ignore like the Mickey Mouse oh, leagues yeah, at the beginning of the season. I mean, talking about actual... It's nuts. Where it matters, it's insane. But you're right. And what makes it even more insane? Because your, your question to me, JP, was how do I think this is going to shake out? Um Honestly, and this is you know this is me getting some splinters, by the way, because I'm I'm going to royally sit on the fence right now. Um, but like I I just don't know because you then go a little bit above us in terms of where the standings are located, and you've got the central division. Now in the central division, you've got the stars on sixty three points. So if we compare that to us, 
The Stars are obviously top of the Western Conference in total. The Jets have got 61. Right. So again, the Jets have got more points than the Knights, which means that if they were in the Pacific Division, they would also be top. The Wild are the next team below that. Now they have 54 points. The Avalanche have 53 and the Predators have 50 and the Blues have 49. And the reason I'm mentioning all those teams is because all of those teams, so the Wild, the Avalanche, the Predators and the Blues all had positive 10-game streaks. Not massively. Um, Avalanche on a five-game win streak, but they've all had positive. If you go back the last 10 games, they're all in the plus column. Okay, so all more points won than they lost. Um, as have we, by the way, um, in terms of the you know the cracking a seven two and one in the last ten. But when you then look at the wild card spots, you think we always said <clears throat> that we thought the two wild card spots were going to be from the Pacific, or sorry, the Central. But actually, the reality is now, who knows? Because you could literally finish one point behind. Say, say it finishes Golden Knights, Oilers, Kings, and Kraken. And Kraken are one point behind the Kings. That might not even be good enough for a wild card spot because of how competitive right. the central is. So you've yeah. got really two, and there are a couple of outliers in terms of teams that aren't competitive. Chicago being one, they are doing exactly what we thought they were doing, which is which is you know propping up the they're the scaffolding of the NHL because they're just propping up the the, the table. But the um, <laughs> like they. Uh, yeah. I supported them long enough to 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 be to be relatively dismissive of their dreadful season, um, but like it's so close, it just it just goes back down to what we've always said on this podcast, which is you just have to be consistent. You're going to win some games, you're going to lose some games, you have some win streaks, you have some losing streaks, but you've just got to stay competitive. Um, but it's it's going to be. Like when we get into the back end of the season, we're like ten games to go. We might have to start going back to oh, weekly yeah. podcasts because it's going to get tight in terms of that league. That, that's those standings. It's going to change. It's going to change every day. Mm -hmm. And right now that the Knights have given up that points buffer that they had, um, wow. I mean, the, it certainly couldn't be any more dramatic for for our show. That's for sure. With <laughs> with the Knights like and Seattle, like, like kind of leapfrogging each other for first like that's you know and depending on how this goes we could see we could easily see knights cracking in the playoffs man can you imagine what this show would be like knights cracking in a seven game series like <laughs> part of me hopes it happens i think that would be so cool uh, if it goes to a game seven we have to find some way of airing that episode live because that would be right a reaction yeah like yeah you like know. a reaction yeah. A live episode. Yeah, we should. Uh, we get the we get the fans involved. It. Just have literally utter chaos on on yeah, Twitch, yeah. Or whatever the hell, or YouTube Live, which would be the obvious place. So. And as the way things stack up right now, it's very possible, right? It could be first round, could be second round. Like it, it's you know depends on how things shake out. But um, assuming both teams stay in the picture, which that's the other exciting thing, mm -hmm. you can't assume that either team's going to stay in the picture because right now, like I said. <laughs> All you have to do is lose a handful and now you're out of the mix. That's how tight it is. Like that's well, that's why the Knights fans were have been so nervous. Yeah. It's like, well, now we're at the point where you lose a couple more and now you're completely out of the playoff And, and we've both got really or, or close, you know? tough run-ins now. I don't know run-ins. There's still like a bazillion mm -hmm. games to go because this is the NHL. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what is, what is amazing is, do you want to know what the Seattle Kraken's last two games of the season are? What's that? Vegas... And Vegas. Oh. So, yep. Yeah. So, Vegas on April 12th, obviously at, um, at oh, Jesus Christ, I've just forgotten the name of your arena. This is still the Mobile One Arena. Oh, at the Fortress. Oh, obviously yeah. the Fortress. T Mobile. The Fortress. Sorry, yeah. Yes, the T Mobile Arena, yeah. otherwise known as the Fortress. Um, I knew it was called that. I just right. couldn't remember what their little sponsorship name was. Yeah, uh, and then the last arena, game yeah. of the season, which is on the Friday, the 14th of April. At uh, three thirty a.m. my time, by the way. So feel feel sorry for me if we do do a live episode because it's half three in the bloody morning, um, uh, and yeah, uh, it's at the Climate <laughs> Pledge Arena. So mm. yeah, wowzers. That's... Depending it, the, the, depending on how things go, those those could be really important games in terms of um, you know how the division shakes out. And so there, we'll, we'll there see. isn't. I mean, we have a lot of hockey to play <laughs> till then, but you know, and it, it doesn't look like it. Like I'm looking at the schedule now and it doesn't look like a lot of games, but in reality it's like 20 something games. So there's still a, a, a yeah, ton yeah. of games, but um, 
yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting to see what happens. I think if it stopped as of now, would I feel comfortable playing the Edmonton Oilers in the first round of playoffs? Um, well, if I remember what all the Oilers have done in the playoffs for most of the of my of my lifetime, then I probably shouldn't be worried because they always find a way of uh, cacking the bed. Um, but they're on a six-game <laughs> win streak for a reason. That's because they're a bloody good team, and obviously they have got the best player yeah. in the world. So I'm not right. sure I'd want to face him first round. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think I would either. And I and their playoff, their playoff um, performance has feel like is getting a, is getting a little more dialed in. It right? is. Like it's true. getting yeah. a little bit better, and um, can't necessarily count on them to just choke. Uh, <laughs> we do know playoff hockey is so different than regular season hockey, but um, yeah, I mean, one thing I'm I'm happy to say and and have no problem saying is no team in this league should sleep on the Kraken, right? Like I still hear people saying, oh, not contenders. <laughs> like sounds like a playoff slogan. time. It's like, yeah, well, and hey, we've we've been there before. And I, right, I can speak as a Knights fan. Everybody slept on the Knights. Oh, well, we'll see what happens when playoffs comes along. We'll see. Yeah, don't do that because Kraken are legit. And right. And everybody did the same thing with the Knights in year one and look what happened there. So, uh, Kraken, everybody needs to keep an eye on Seattle. It's a legit team. You know, they're doing really well. Yeah. Look, I'm over the moon, uh, about it. It's, uh, as, as people that know me well will know because, uh, although my wife does, did, she did come in the other week saying, you do any mention every time they win. She said, I know they're losing games cause I am seeing that. She said, you just, you're never quite as vocal. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly what, hey well that's how it works yeah, that's right? right? you like wow we lost last night I did, you know I'll wait, course, wait for the win streaks of course you're going to talk more of course you're going to talk more about the wins and wow that winning streak that was something man it's not I the mean, first time it was nice it was nice yeah. I just anyway, yeah. I, yeah, I could talk about it to the cows come home but they are they are they are super super good now that nicely takes us on to the second point here and not about the win streak the win streak was beautiful um, and I love the fact that we, we won in different ways um, I love the fact that we've got in my opinion, four lines that are already contributing. Tolvanen has stepped in nicely. I'm loving Yanni Gord this season. I mean, I, I think he's a little, little legend anyway, but I'm loving what he brings. Matty Beniers, oh my God, that kid. That kid, honestly. Like, I've already got like four freaking Seattle jerseys, so I don't really want to buy another one. But I would just for Matty B's, you know, little name on the back because he's he's just amazing. Um and and just a really nice guy. I would say guy. You know, I don't want to say he's a kid. He's like twenty, but he's um, and it makes me sound really old. But um, but yeah, my day. <laughs> so the um, but he is like he's just generally a really nice guy. And you know, from everything I've seen in interviews, I've said I don't know him personally, but and he, I just love it. I love the way we're playing. I like the hockey we're playing. Yes, I would rather that our penalty kill wasn't dreadful. Um, but it's, um, it is kind of like our Achilles heel still, but it's, yeah, it's good. It's all good. Your question wasn't that your question, JP was whether or not I felt that, uh, they would be buyers at the deadline and how big a splash would they make? So what I can say is, um, I was listening to, as I said earlier, to a few podcasts, um, not just listening out for, for stuff to do with Provorov, um, but I was more listening to see what was being said around Seattle because I was interested from my side. I hadn't seen a lot online in terms of like moves that we potentially making, but obviously the Bo Horvat thing has been swinging around and around and around. And I believe that Seattle are still in the mix from everything that I'm hearing. Obviously, I'm, you know, Ron Francis has, still hasn't called me yet. I'm, I'm still waiting, Ron. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, so he hasn't said to me, oh yeah, we're well in for, for Bo, but I could, I could see it. But like I said, when Owen was on, you know, a couple of weeks ago, just don't sacrifice the farm because like what you've said a second, it, it is so close. Imagine we traded for Bo and we don't make the playoffs. Oh, that's painful. Mm. Now I believe right. what that's I've heard a good point. Yeah. that it's not a rental and that Seattle's kind of mantra going into this has been we're only going to do this if he stays we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to kind of trade something away if he then at the end of the season says you know what i'm I'm going to go sign somewhere else so it's very much one of those deals where i believe when he joins us if he was to join the crack and i personally don't think he will but should he that it will be announced like two days later and he signed a seven-year deal or a six-year deal Mm -hmm. or a five-year deal or whatever the hell daily signs. So I can kind of get it more from that side. 
but I still have a little reservations about not whether he'd fit in or not. I think he would. I think someone like Venberg would probably have to go the other way, not just from a cap thing, but actually just from a, well, you've got too many centers, so who who falls out? Um, and maybe it allows you to play someone like Yanni Gord, you know, less minutes as a center potentially. But hey, they'll work that out. Right. But I definitely think Seattle are buyers. Whether they'll splash on Bo Horvat, I don't know, but they are they are there. And I, I know that Ron Francis, will be, his phone will be, will be red hot leading into deadline day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely think there'll be buyers. It's a question of, yeah, like, and like you said, I think that's sound logic n- not to do rentals. Yeah. Right. Like I, I think in their situation, whoever they sign, especially if they may make a big splash, it's gotta be somebody who's going to stay with the team. It's gotta be. Um, rentals make sense in some situations, but I, I don't think that's where the Kraken are. And I, I think that's, I think that's sound sound reasoning they're like you said they, they because the the pacific's so tight right you could you could spend a bunch of money and make a big splash on a rental and, and it doesn't and work fall out of the mix yeah. right and then you don't even you don't even get to make a run so uh um, we're not at that stage but yeah like i can see it, exactly. i can understand yeah. the dallas yeah. doing that because it's all about window right the you know stan bowman mm-hmm. talked about it for years mm-hmm. in terms of the cup window at chicago and other teams obviously have the same um Right. Seattle's window, if it is open, like is only just opened. And in my opinion, it's open yeah. like, you know, one of those windows where you can open it a bit and shut it again and you've got that little gap. Mm. But that's it. Like that's as far mm. open as this is right now. It's not like if we don't make it this year, that's it. The team gets blown up. Our team next year is probably going to look predominantly similar to this year. So they don't need to do anything crazy. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, I think the buyers to answer your question. So one of the other bits we were going to talk about, which was on the other side of our podcast, so it's a flicking away from the uh, the fish-throwing area of Seattle and, and going into the uh, physio room in in Vegas. Oh, man. Um, and we, we've talked, Injury Woes feels like Injury Woes could be the name of this podcast because, uh, and it's not because I'd have to redo the branding and it took me long enough to do the one we've got. So I'm not doing it again. Um, but Vegas is Woes. We talked about some of the issues in terms of um, results. We'll talk about the results in a minute, I guess. But the injury bug is still going strong, mate. And that that's now hurting the team. And you can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, Vegas has gone through a really rough patch. And last night was actually sort of the first time that they've sort of broken that vibe mm-hmm. in, a, in a big way. Last night's game. But they've gone through a real rough patch. And I... Yeah, the injury thing, it's just like last year. Everybody's saying it's like it's just is exactly what happened last season. You got half half the lineup is missing. You know, now on the bright side, uh going into this road trip, the the word is Howden, Theodore, and White Cloud, I think, mm-hmm. are are likely gonna go on the road trip. They may they may not be ready to play in Arizona tonight, but um so that's a good sign. Even just getting two or three guys back would be a huge boost for morale. I have a feeling, this is speculation, I have a feeling that the team was already so banged up, and then when Stone went out, mm-hmm. I think that was a real blow to the team's morale. That's their captain, and there's been a lot of speculation on this, but um, you know, Cervelli, everybody calls him Dr. Cervelli, Frank Cervelli. He was quoted as saying that he knew for a fact that it was Mark Stone's back again. Yeah. Now, if, if he is right, that is terrible news for the team, for Mark Stone. It is terrible news. And we said this last season, remember, we talked about this mm-hmm. when we had the boys from uh, the Two Guys, A League and Some Guests podcast on. We were talking about Mark Stone and his back and how worrisome that is uh, because back problems just don't go away. They, they tend to they tend to hang in there. They tend to flare up again. And that was my first worry when Stone left the ice. There wasn't any apparent contact or uh, play. There wasn't really any apparent incident where he appeared to have been injured he just left the ice which made you think gosh is his back acting up again if it's true there's a there's a good chance he's going to go on ltir again i mean he could miss the rest of the season possibly uh so i really think that 
had an effect on the team's morale. I mean, what a blow. You've already got seven or eight guys out and now your captain's gone and you know on the inside, they know what's going on, right? Like they, they keep the injuries from the public, but inside the team, they, they all know what's happening, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that really, really affected their morale. And then, you know, you hear that rumors that Vegas might be in on Bo Horvat. I don't think they're one of the front runners to get him, to be honest. But Vegas wouldn't be making calls about Bo Horvat, I don't think, unless they knew one of their big players it's is going to be, be missing. And it's high, it's likely Mark Stone, if if I'm if I'm wagering a guess. Um, now on the positive side, to to throw some positivity in there because I can't do a podcast without that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to just briefly talk about. Um, uh, a little girl named Annabelle Hansen, who suffers from cystic fibrosis, uh, attended practices in last night's game as part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, I actually walked into City Nas- National Arena where the Knights practiced to, to buy this jersey. I was just going to the gift shop. Didn't know that the team was still going to be on the ice. When I walked in, they were. And there was this little girl out there taking shots on Logan Thompson, little girl, little tyke, right? She's seven or eight years old, Mm -hmm. taking shots on Logan Thompson. And she had a fight with Keegan Colasar and it was was relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, You got to look at it. There's video of all this online and and it's adorable. And the team was relaxed and happy. And then she came to the game last night and they killed the Capitals. They did. And everybody is saying that Annabelle Hansen, her presence and just attending, you know, it's such a sweet story and, and sad story too, that she has cystic fibrosis, but she's having the time of her life. And you could tell that that gave the team a little bit of perspective, took their minds off things, you know, kind of made them happy. They enjoyed interacting with her and she was at the game last night and they played an amazing game. It was like their motivation was back. Their mojo was back. And so whatever it takes, but, um, so, and less than 24 hours between games, they play Arizona again tonight. You know, they go on the road, play Arizona. So if they can carry that over, then I think there's hope for them to do what we always talk about, which is to hang around 500 or a little above while players get healthy and they'll be fine. But for a minute there, they were losing so much. Um, it was starting to get kind of scary, right? Mm. Like two or three more losses and, and they're out of the picture on the outside looking in trying to fight their way back in. So they woke up just in time. I hope it continues, but you're right. Injury woes, man. It's just been bad luck and bad luck and bad luck again. I love that story as well. That's that sort of stuff. Um, It's heartwarming. Yeah. And everybody loves her. They're talking about her online and just sweet kid, you know. And that's one of the things that I love most about American sports, ignore the the, the competition side and the, the fairness side in terms of the draft and that. There is so many things, both not just the NHL, NFL players, NBA players do as well, but when they do those sorts of things, you kind of feel like that's those sorts of things make a difference. Yeah, okay, just that one person, but it isn't just that one person. It's it's everybody that feels a lift from from the doing something like that in the community. So it's excellent mm-hmm. Big time. that they did. Um, and awesome that she mm-hmm. had a, a fight with Carla Sarah. So <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, it's so. great. Oh, she threw her gloves down so. and they signed her to a contract. She sat down with oh, Kelly McCrimmon wow. at the, t- at the press table, yeah. right? Where they do the conferences and like, and they, they like offered her a deal and she signed That's, and it was just yeah, imagine just how amazing it is heartwarming for her. I mean, yeah. I just, oh yeah. She's like, having a, having a blast. And she was at the game last night when the guys would come off the ice between periods, she'd stand there and fist bump them all. And just, yeah. uh, yeah, good for the team. Good for the fans. Good for her. Like it's, 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 uh, some nice, positivity and, and happiness you know because at the end of the day it is just a sport right and i think it's important to keep that in mind yeah. right like it's sports it's a game these are not the things that matter most in no. life so it's it's nice to be reminded of that you know no but also what a what a community based thing sport is you know how it brings everybody right. together so kind of 100 same before yeah. so um yeah it's amazing absolutely amazing i agree on the injury front if there are stones back then I'm worried. Um, I, we talked about it on the predictions episodes, as you said. It was Mike. Mike predicted a lot of things wrong, and uh, we will give him the bells of shame at some point in time. Uh, for that, Mike, <laughs> if you're listening, you're going to get them. All right? Just, they're coming. Um, but, <laughs> but you were hopefully not right about this, but it's looking like you were. And, and I think you know, even if it is in his back and he's out for a long period of time, I do feel like, it's at a point now where even in the off-season, maybe not right now, don't need to make any drastic moves, but in the off-season, they're going to have to think, what are we going to do if this keeps happening? 
because mm-hmm. yes, okay, in this instance, there's maybe a Bo Horvat or a Ryan O'Reilly. By the way, it doesn't have to be Bo Horvat. They go for we've talked about him on a previous episode as well. There are going to be you know, Jonathan Taves is another one who you could bring in. He's a, mm-hmm. he's a you know a strong captain as well as being a you know a viable top right. six center and arguably one of the best face off mm-hmm. or face off centers in uh, in the NHL. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's you don't want to be making these decisions during the year. You don't want that kind of constant injury threat that that, that comes with a player of his age. And we were saying about Lennar as well in terms of him and the injuries he you know he's off with at the moment. So I do, I do think it worries me with Stone. So fingers crossed he's back yeah. as quickly. If he's not, yeah, could be. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope. I, I really hope we're wrong. I've been saying this. I hope we're wrong. I hope it's not as back or I hope if it is, it's not related to the other issue, right? Like it's something muscular or like not something, something that's not as serious. I really hope that we're wrong, but it, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And, um, it doesn't look good. Yeah. It, and just a little side note, um, you know, it's not night's news anymore, but mm-hmm. Max Pacioretty, of course, former golden Knight. my gosh, that poor guy, Yeah, you know, tore his Achilles again. tendon again yeah. after only being back for like two weeks. Like that's gotta be so frustrating. And, and it's a similar situation as stone. If, if they're correct about stone's injury, right. Where it's like, you just came back and then, and then you're out again. It's just, uh, it's tough. Yeah. It's a, it's, sucks it's tough sucks for him as well. Um, Mm-hmm. so so hopefully it's not an issue it could be great I mean like if you can get somebody in and Stone comes back for the playoffs you might be able to do some cap gymnastics that won't have been planned but could end up being extremely favourable mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've seen it in other teams when it's happened nicely sure um, but you know first yeah. and foremost my thought always goes you know straight to the player because to the you know player, like yeah. we kind of forget sometimes because we want you know okay Seattle in my case, Vegas and yours, but we want our respective teams to do well. We want them to lift the Stanley Cup, but we forget that these players, like they've dreamt about that sort of thing since they were, yeah. you know, yay high and and skating on some lake somewhere in somewhere colder than the United Kingdom. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. and we, we forget. It's their life. Yeah, well, it is their life. And then when this sort of thing happens, like Mark Stone's not an old guy. Like if it wasn't for injuries, I wouldn't be sat here thinking, man, he's only got a couple of years left. I'd be thinking, I don't see any reason he can't play for another five years, you know, the seven yeah, years. Exactly. You know, so if mm-hmm. if this is his back and it and it does affect his ability to play going forward, then you know, regardless of what that means for the team, I'd feel an immense amount of sadness for Mark Stone as a player to have that much talent and to have your career like that. You know, that would be horrific. So I'm going to stay positive because, like you said, we need to keep this podcast positive. Um, so yeah. they normally, just for those maybe listening to your first ever episode, we're not always as serious as we've been today. <laughs> we're not always as down. <laughs> yeah. There are positivity uh, <laughs> things that we talk about. Um, but, um, or positive yeah. things, should I say. Uh, but finishing on a more positive note, we don't know it's that yet. It may be something else. No. He could have twinged something in his back, mm-hmm. but it isn't the same problem as before. You know, right. as we back, serious. a yeah. whole host of things can happen. The same with, you know, when it comes to knees and joints, it's not always the same problem, even mm-hmm. if it's the same area. So um, let's yeah. wait and see what news develops with him. Um, but look, if Vegas can continue playing like they did last night, and if, you know, things like last night are what they need to get their mojo back, as you said, then great. Because, yeah. you know, that's all they've got to do right now. I'll take it. Just, you just got to get in. Mm-hmm. Okay, less so for the Kraken because we've not been in before and our expectations aren't to be in if we get in great. But for Vegas, you guys just need to play well enough to get in. Whoever you face, it's going to be a tough, a tough, oh, Jesus. The dentists were doing so well, JP. So, uh, and then they're just, that's it, they're gone. So, um, the, it's going to be a tough first opponent was what I was trying to say. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be exciting no, no matter how you slice it, yeah. Yeah, I think because the difference between first and the wild card is not going to be that big. No. So you're talking about two fairly, you're talking about fairly even match teams in in the first That's and second mean. round. I mean, if it ended right now, so. one of the wild card teams could uh, be the Avalanche for God's sake. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's right. winning the division particularly gives exactly. you an easier first round tie. You might actually end up unluckily right. with a tough tie just yeah. because it happens to fall that way. So it's it's a unique year for sure. Exactly. 
In terms of this week, that's everything that we've got to talk about. So there's one last thing I wanted to say. Obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you already know about the fact that we have a YouTube channel because you're on it. If you're listening to the podcast, you maybe don't know that we do have a Cracking Night Show YouTube channel, which is located in the show notes if you want to find the link. Now, the whole podcast isn't going to be located there because we understand that people probably aren't going to listen to a 50-minute YouTube video. Some saddos like me do, but most people probably don't. Um, so we're going to be snipping it up, taking sections and putting those on. Obviously, we're still on all good podcast platforms. That'll be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get them from. doesn't matter. We're on them all, um, and we thank you for that. And But what we do want to restart is questions from you guys. And we've had some absolutely amazing questions over the last couple of months. The um, the amount of, of, of questions we've had, the amount of um, feedback from the community in general has been absolutely fantastic. So the next episode, which will be in a fortnight's time, we're going to put some stuff on Twitter to get this going, but we'd love to know what your thoughts are on the things that we've talked about today. Um, focusing obviously on the, on the hockey stuff, please. Um, but um, in terms of questions for the rest of the season, because there is quite a few games to go, but we know this league tends to be like a snowball, so it rolls and rolls and rolls, and before you know it, you're at 78 games, you've got four games left. So we want to know what your thoughts are for the rest of the season, whether you're a Seattle fan or a Vegas fan, and more importantly, what your thoughts are for the trade deadline, because that is coming around quick. Um, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think Vegas is going to do and Seattle are going to do? So let us know uh, via Twitter, which again in the show notes um, below, and you can use either one. We don't mind. We check them all. It's fine. Um, so yeah, so look, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and, uh, yeah, we'll see you in a fortnight's time guys. And hopefully the two teams will both be in the W column and, uh, we're going to be laughing about Mark Stone's injury and saying, oh, we got that one wrong. So fingers crossed. We were worried over nothing. Yeah. That's, that's my hope. Yeah. Exactly. So until then guys, stay safe, stay well. We'll see you in a bit. Bye-bye.